and welcome back to a completely unplanned episode of Q for Fun. Um, we weren't going to do a show this week. We were just going to have Saturday Night Murder Therapy, and um, yeah, turns out shit fucking happened, and we have to talk about it at least a little bit. My name's Annalise. We're doing episode 78, unplanned. Um, it would be nice if Roy Light was here, but she is uh, busy once again protesting, this time in Washington, because there's still no legendary Brightwings uh, um, in, and she's hoping to get in good uh, with the, uh, with new, the new bosses. New corporate overlords. Yeah, the new corporate overlords that will take over sometime in 2023, which is what we're talking about tonight. Wicked Kitten is also not here because she is not feeling well for reasons that all of us should not feel well. I'm not going to talk anymore about that. She can talk about it next time she's on the show. Selfishay is here. Hi, that's me. Yes. How's it going, Anne? <laughs> it's going fine. I was wondering if I could use this moment to convince you to do episode five of Anime Sweater sometime. Oh, yeah. Sometime, just not, you know, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> We promise that show is going to get more episodes. Just you know, give it some time. We might have bitten off more than we could chew in fall last year. I just tend to like always feel like playing video games instead of recording a podcast. So hard to fit anime in there sometimes. We we can do both. We can we can do all <laughs> of the above. We have multiple screens. It's true. And you know we're good enough to multitask like that. So since we're down to members. We're bringing in an impromptu guest who's never been on the show, but she is a member of the Girls Gang Squad community. She's an, uh, a British expatriate uh, hailing from Nottingham. Don't make any Robin Hood jokes. I certainly won't. But she's coming to us direct from uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Is that correct? That is. Okay, got it right. It's Psycho Pants. Yay, it me. I am so happy to have you on the show. We were planning on having you on the show anyways to talk about Toronto, and we still will. <laughs> we still will, because that show's happening, because I think we've already done a show on Toronto that Soap's done. But I think every no episode reason. should be about Toronto. There's no reason why we can't have dueling Toronto perspectives or arguing over whose waifu Toronto actually is. Oh. That'll be a fierce episode, for sure. It will be, but you know you can't have every hot person that you like, Sev. Why not? Because <laughs> there are other people who might like those people. Mm, I don't think that makes a difference. <laughs> have I mentioned how much I love you? <laughs> I love you too. Yeah. All right, so we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only tonight, and that is the news that happened this week that... Microsoft has decided to acquire Activision Blizzard King for $68.7 billion. This acquisition has not happened yet and will not go through until fiscal year 2023. So for the time, Activision Blizzard King is still operating as a separate entity. Um, some basic stuff about major mergers like this is it requires multiple layers of regulatory, regulatory approval which is more complicated because both Microsoft and Activision Blizzard operate in multiple countries. This merger, this acquisition, excuse me, because it's not a merger, they're being bought. This acquisition has to be approved by the regulatory bodies of pretty much every country in the world. 
not every country, you know what I mean. But basically the US, the EU, I believe China will have something of a say in it because of the amount of customers of Activision Blizzard that are simply in China. And there might be a few more countries I'm leaving out, but it's going to take a while for this deal to get approved. Um, we're here because the entire community is having thoughts about it. And I'm going to start with the silliest thought. Um, it's a 0% chance that Clippy will be the newest hero. Why did you have to just ruin everything? I'm throwing it under the bus because I'm fucking tired of it. And I've only seen it once. Aman, friend of ours, friend of mine actually, who who responded to a show tweet and just like, will Clippy be the newest hero? No. <laughs> well, no. I've got to say, I, I, I'm super into the memes that have come out of this. It makes me happy to just theorize about what role <laughs> Clippy would be and uh, I want to know Clippy's voice lines. I see you're you trying, look like to, you're take trying to take a camp. camp. <laughs> Can I help you with that? <laughs> yes. You see, you mm-hmm. just you just came up with like, oh yep. my god. We did it at the same time. It's great, great stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Clippy would be a tank because everyone would want to like you know pump damage into him, and he still keeps coming back. <laughs> but it's not going to happen. Not, Microsoft doesn't even acknowledge the existence of Clippy anymore. They don't? Yeah. Oh, no. He's been out of word forever. Because well, people just hated him. It's kind of like the people, like, there's the one thing this week has taught me is that gamers have no clue that Bill Gates doesn't have anything to do with Microsoft anymore. Because they keep trying to make Bill Gates jokes. And, like, he doesn't run anything. Yeah, so. he hasn't run anything <laughs> in Microsoft for a very long time. Is he just, like, the primary shareholder i don't, I don't even know if he's that <laughs> i'm sure he owns lots of stock yeah so let's get into some of the issues uh with this and let's start with the one that matters the most to us is this going to positively in any way affect heroes of the storm um well my first inclination is to say like could they possibly do worse like, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because uh, when I first saw this news, my first reaction was seemingly opposite to a lot of people because a lot of people were like, hey, does that let like, everyone was getting excited and, and dare I say hopes up and hey, does this mean like Heroes of the Storm Esports is back and all this stuff? My honest to God first reaction was, oh my God, is Heroes going to die? Are they just going to throw it in the bin? Shit. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> yeah, see, and I, I don't know if it's just, this is more, you know, indicative of like what, my perspective that I'm a big old pessimist or what, dark, like whether this says more about me than dark actually British says, you know. uh, pessimism. Yeah, it could be. It's just all that rain <laughs> that I endured, you know, it's, it's a sip of her lip. Now to, now to get into this, there's an article from windows central uh, blizzard should revive these five Activision blizzard franchises. Now, um, the article of course is stalling on me as I try to pull it up, but the franchises they have listed here are Hexen, Singularity, Prototype, Spyro, and Heroes of the Storm. Here is what here's what Windows Central is saying. There are a few multiplayer online battle arena games on the market that can challenge dominance of League of Legends and Dota 2, but the free-to-play title Heroes of the Storm 
is or perhaps was one of them. The game's l- large hero pool, map variety, and, te- and, and tight teamwork-focused gameplay mechanics made it a popular alternative to the big two for a long time. Um, but after Activision Blizzard decided to scale back Heroes of the Storm development in late 2018, fans have been frustrated with the game's infrequent content additions, um, et cetera, et cetera. Once, Microsoft, once the Microsoft's uh, acquisition deal closes, it would be awesome to see Activision Blizzard developers return to Heroes of the Storm and help make the game and help the game make a comeback with lots of new content and more frequent patches with support from Microsoft. Master Chief and Heroes of the Storm, anyone? And I'm going to step in here and say no. We already have yeah. Master Chief. We He's already have Rainer. Rainer. <laughs> yeah, we have Rainer. Yeah, the J- the, we were all going to make the joke. We we don't need any more boring white men that shoot a gun. No, nope, we have enough of those. Um, just, in fact, we can get rid of Raina, we, we can get rid of the ones that we have. Yeah, we can get rid of the ones they ha- we have actually, and just keep Tychus because he's not boring. Um, it would also be cool to see Heroes of the Storm come to Xbox consoles, which would make it one of the best Xbox games for MOBA fans. And that's one of the reasons why I think that we might actually see it do better because MOBAs can actually trans translate pretty well to a console and to a controller, and Putting this on Xbox would put it in the same category as a mobile like Smite, which is also available on consoles. Well, they also have PC Game Pass, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm already theorizing lots of things like them, including a WoW subscription and, and PC Game Pass. So I like I see them bringing all their titles, their PC titles, which, of course, is lots of Blizzard games to the Game Pass. And that's going to open up the base, you know. Yeah, there's several thoughts that like come to mind um, for me. I, in terms of you know arguments for and against, um, what's like are they going to bin Heroes of the Storm or are they actually going to give it love? I think um, that point does stand because I I'm cynical clearly what people care about and by people I mean corporations is money so what makes money and what doesn't which is kind of I think one of the large or the big kind of reasons obviously they took uh developers and whatnot off of hearts and put them on overwatch is because it's just kind of what makes money um but kind of off the back of that this is kind of an argument for them giving love is do Microsoft have a MOBA? No. Yeah. So what they, I Smite is available on the Xbox. Yes, it is, but that's high res. That mm-hmm. you know, so that's not kind of like their sort of quote unquote baby. So th- I think that there is totally a possibility that they pick this to try and kind of get a piece of the the MOBA pie, because um, obviously unless I'm missing one, the most recent one kind of of was Pokemon Unite, right? Mm-hmm. And Pokemon so. Unite seems to be doing pretty well uh, with Nintendo Switch. I mean, yeah, I have fun. not played it much. I played it for a while when it first came out, but me too. fell off um, of it. I think that it's because the difference between, or one of the big differences I experienced between kind of Pokemon Unite and something like Hearts is um, obviously, as you would expect with Nintendo, is it's much more casual. Um, there is like a whole ranked thing in there, but it is a lot easier to kind of navigate. Um, and there aren't five tiers. When I played, I think there were like three um, in each kind of ranked sort of 
collar. Um, but it is fun. It is casual. The games are shorter. It totally works on, you know, like, as you were saying, um, on console. And then off the back of that, it translates onto mobile. Yeah. Are you talking about Heroes of the Storm on, on mobile? I mean, wouldn't that be weird if that happened? Oh, I, I, I'm going to hard pass on that. I played a lot of Vainglory, which was a which was a MOBA designed for mobile, and they could never get the controls like really solid. I like yeah. Vainglory a lot. I um, played uh, Mobile Legends Bang Bang on mm-hmm. uh, iPhone. It like I mean, it was I was amazed at, and I'm going to sound like a 84 year old man here um i i was amazed at the graphics and honestly the full featuredness of the whole thing um for me i do much prefer my video games without ads though yeah yeah and let's not kid ourselves the only mobile game that they need is the candy crush games which is probably the main reason they bought oh activision in the first place because that game makes more money than any blizzard game but yeah, you're yep. you're totally right. And so honestly, <laughs> when when you were kind of off the top introing and being like, uh, you know, Activision Blizzard, I knew it was Activision Blizzard. Did not know King was in there, so I was yeah. like, well, like my partner is like level five thousand in Farm Heroes. So <laughs> yeah. So this is from the New York Times. Uh, what should gamers do uh, now to prepare for the acquisition when the deal is finished? which pending regulatory approval will take place between July 2022 and July 2023, popular series like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, and even Call of Duty will almost certainly become available on Xbox Live and Game Pass users. If you want to make the most of the newly available games, we suggest signing up for Game Pass now. You can prepay it for up to three years of of subscription time, and it's better to do it now. We expect the price to increase due to the amount of money Microsoft is spending acquiring studios and content for Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass was already a great deal. Anyway. Oh, it's so cheap. Yeah. I don't have an Xbox. How much is Game Pass? I just do PC Game Pass. Yeah, and I, it was... I think it's both of them together, or I want to say like 13 something. I'm not sure, though. Wow. Yeah, and I think there was a thing where it was a month free or something. Yeah. And yeah, it was just bananas. Look, I don't have time to play all the gay visual novels I own on Steam. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and no, I've already I, I've already bought those. I don't have the Game Pass either for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't look, have enough look, time. Look, I've been trying to find time to play Dream Daddy for a long time and oh, it just yeah. hasn't happened. I've heard so, so many good. good things about that game. <laughs> I okay, I you know tangent for a moment. I'm basically doing nothing but consuming queer media in my life, most of it in the form of comics, but I'm just wanting more time to play the games that I have, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that I want more more games that I'm not going to play. Because I don't even I haven't picked up my Switch in in a month. Oh, same. Me neither. And I hate it because I, 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 I agitated on Twitter so hard for a pink Switch because they're like, hey, here's a Switch Lite. It comes in teal and it comes in yellow and it comes in gray and i'm like you fucking bitches give me my pink switch i want to own everything in pink i have i have my pink my pink game controllers i have my pink headphones i have my pink mechanical keyboard with rainbow backlighting so it's also gay (laughs) 
Yeah, see, all of my stuff is pretty much uh, black, but gay. Yes, but you <laughs> you are you are significantly butcher than I am. Oh my lord! <laughs> this my may be the is... first time that I have ever been referred to as butch in any way. Your haircut, by the way, is fin- is fantastic. Oh my gosh! So, thank you. I I I love 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 the, the shaves I'd had. I've been trying to convince my wife to do it because it would make her happy because she'd have less hair. So honestly, from a practical standpoint, like my partner was the same. Like you wouldn't yeah. know it, but she does have like a full like undercut, but she has so much hair that yeah. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, getting back on on topic about this, um, do we have any hope for? I mean, we, we've been joking, we've been memeing about this. Um, there is some hope that they could do something with Heroes of the Storm. Do we have any real hope that Heroes of the Storm will be given some development because? And the reason why I ask this is you look at this game, it works, it plays well, it has a following, there's no reason not to pump some money into it, at least for a little while and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I I see them not, like, restarting HGC or anything like oh, that. Oh, God, no. Who the hell would even want them to do that? I would, um, I would not trust Blizzard with an esports league ever again. In I, fact, I... I want Owl taken away from them. I want Hearthstone <laughs> Esports taken away from them. But it does have a good following. You look at CCL, which has completely come about since they canceled HGC. And they can look at that and see that, you know, they've raised whatever $13,000 in a season. Like, that's not nothing for... And only with only with about four four thousand people watching the finals, and usually only about three thousand people watching regular matches. So I can look at it it, like before this, I thought probably we'll never get another hero. Like we didn't get a whole hero last year, like all of last year. You're making me cry again, so I can I can see them putting in enough money to at least like maintain like what it was, say, 2020. I think for me, um, I mean, my initial reaction being, oh, my God, are they going to put it in the bin? Um, I, For me, I think my worst case, um, I mean, status quo with Heroes of the Storm, um, I would still be happy with. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to get my hopes up because, um, I mean... I've been, you know, we've all been, I think, people who love heroes just kind of burned a bit yeah. too much. Um, it's hard to hope for anything. Yeah, I would just, given my fear of, oh my God, is it going to just be deleted? Um, I've immediately, subconsciously, without realizing, I have I have quite a low bar <laughs> with this. <laughs> so if it's still around, I'll be very happy. Please just don't. Delete my yeah, game. <laughs> please don't delete. Like the, 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 it's the only. It's literally the only game that I have um, returned to time and time. It, like it's always yeah. in the roster. Like I, I for, for since it's come out, and I, I can't even say that for World of Warcraft because I thought it was going to be that for the longest time, um, and then I just quite easily put it down and haven't touched it for years. But Heroes of the Storm, I just come back to it time and time and time Hots again. Because is fun. And yeah. World of Warcraft is not fun. <laughs> World of Warcraft would be fun if you could just skip questing and grinds. 
I don't know anymore, to be honest, with WoW. I, I feel would... like um, World of Warcraft for me would be fun if it was just cutscenes of Sylvanas Windrunner. And ter- that one of Toronto oh, and Sylvanas don't. fighting each other. Oh, Except Toronto wins. That would be great. I mean, except they kiss at the end. How about that? Oh, okay. there you go. Okay, okay. Better. Yes, we are. We, we are. We, we are the podcast officially shipping in Sylvanas and Toronto. Let's go. <laughs> and we have what, been what ever we... since I have been on the podcast. Oh, please! I was doing that before you got here. I was doing that since the founding. I just didn't tell Royalite about it because when you talk about you know mortal sexuality to a fairy dragon, they're like, they why don't would understand. you? Why would you have sex with your food? <laughs> she does no she doesn't understand you know we try we that's why we didn't have her on the fan service show because she's like i wouldn't look at my food like that i'm just like okay. they're all equally delicious to eat i don't understand i know it's just well no uther is more delicious okay uther Fair. is uther is much more delicious so um <laughs> yeah it's just there there are some questions because this is not a done deal and and again i brought this up in kyle's chat and some people were shooting it down there are a lot of good reasons to actually not approve this deal if you're looking at this from the uh, perspective of the federal government. First of all, there's a lot of pushback against uh, big tech getting bigger. And this mm. is uh, from both sides of the aisle. This is from both yeah. Democrats and Republicans. Both liberals and conservatives really have misgivings about the size of big tech and how much control that it has. Now, for different reasons entirely. Um, Democrats, because they don't like corporations which is the correct stance, and Republicans because I think they're being unfairly censored from their conspiracy theories that they spread online. Yeah. yeah. One of these <laughs> things is not like the other. Now, the main thing I'll bring up when people bring up the antitrust thing is they're still going to only be the number three largest video game publisher mm-hmm. behind, I think, Sony and Tencent. So there are much bigger targets if the government wanted to go target somebody for this. Yeah, but Sony and Tencent are kind of hard to target by the by the government because both of those are not companies based in America. Yeah, you can target Sony America, but Sony Japan doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, and they're already under more scrutiny and regulation because holy shit are regulations in Japan like monstrously evil. Oh, um, yeah. I've heard a couple things even just about... Uh, you know the the health crisis mm-hmm. and how they handle tracking. Whew. Yep, Dear. and they're even worse in China. And Tencent is is uh, is a Chinese company. So um, this might be a chance where. And okay, I said it. I said there were good reasons. I didn't say it was likely or it was going to happen that the, the FTC is going to settle the deal. But there are really good reasons to be against these kinds of mergers because let's be clear. And I'm going to quote Taliesin, but technically he's quoting me since I was saying it since before that man was born. <laughs> There's no such thing as a good company. Yeah. There's Don't no start such... rooting for Microsoft now just because I'm, I'm Blizzard ro- fell from grace. He's, they're still a corporation, and corporations don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> yeah, all, honestly. All, all corporations are evil. Capitalism should be destroyed. This is very clearly the stance of this podcast. As much as I love Daddy Phil Spencer, um, he always is is there to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think um, what what's kind of crawling to the front of my brain at the minute is uh, yeah, there are good reasons, um, but like that ship has sailed. Sweet summer children. 
Well, it hasn't actually sailed because it still has to go through the regulatory not, approval. Not the purchase thing, but this uh, this whole uh, big tech getting bigger. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet summer children. Well, first you have to get rid of the whole concept of lobbying and government, which is oh, never going to happen. No. So I don't really see this changing anytime that's soon. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Yes, in an idealist, like, the ideal would be that we haven't created this absolutely <laughs> terrifying system that we all operate in where everything is, uh, like, about money. Uh, above human lives, it's it's alarming. <laughs> Though at least, like, as, as much as they are still a giant corporation, they probably will treat their employees better than Bobby Kotick did. So, I have heard nothing like, as, but as bad much things. As, as much as I know, Phil Spencer hasn't ever threatened to kill his secretary, so that's a plus. Oh, wow. Yes. So, I mean, as far as I know, because I don't really... I'm not deep in the weeds with um, following, like, development studios and whatnot. I know some, like, uh, fellow gamers. Sorry, I had to quote a meme at some point. Um, uh, some of them are you know really do follow development studios and kind of what happens to them um, and like their like life cycle I definitely don't uh, but even I have heard about the CEO of Activision Blizzard yeah and and as far as I have heard nobody has ever stolen breast milk out of a fridge at, at Microsoft and then HR is literally done nothing about it. Probably it, because they can't, maybe? If anything, we can at least hope for Blizzard to have a better HR department. Yes. I think at the very least, uh, in terms of like reasonable things that we can uh, hope and pray for. Like, there's still going to be assholes and sexists and pieces of shit in any company. But you can at least have an HR department that knows how to handle that. So mm -hmm. don't that's, be so that's, sure that's about that. That's what I hope for, I hope at the very least. Too. Yeah, I don't, I don't hope for that at all. Because my experience with corporate HR is there's no such thing as a good corporate HR. But it could be better than current, or the last it, 20 years of Blizzard could, HR. But the, but the tech sector is, is as bad as the video game sector when it comes to sexism and, and these problems. So one thing I did hear... I haven't read it myself. I heard it on a podcast. The board under Phil Spencer is seven out of 12 women. Good. Under the, like, heading the studios and stuff. So I think that's a good sign, at least. I mean, yeah. Again, cynical me is like, are they all white, cis, het you know, women? Look, Probably, until, the yeah, world is being, <laughs> until the world is being run by black and Latina trans women... Everything is sus. It's all sus, yeah. Is this turning into a podcast on intersexual feminism? Of course it is. Or was it, it always was. a podcast yeah, about intersexual feminism? Is it, is it, like, like abs <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been a professional feminist for two for two and a half decades now. What do you want from you, me? You got someone to pay you to be a feminist? Nice. Uh, yeah, it's called teaching. Uh, fair. <laughs> It's like, hi, I, I, let me explain to you why, why women were writing revolutionary stories about being happy their husbands were dead. <laughs> and how that now they have their some lives. freedom. <laughs> exactly.
Because <laughs> guess what? What you are, what you are all thinking of? No, we're not. We're not going to my discussion of the the best lot in life for a Victorian woman was to get married to an old rich man and for him to die immediately and for her to not have to worry about being married for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah, but we'll talk. We'll, we have to have another show where we talk about some of these things because do I have stories from the nineteenth century? Because I've read diaries, <laughs> I've read letters, and I know the truth about Emily Dickinson. So, gay, hot very gay, goss, hot goss, <laughs> very gay, very gay for her sister-in-law. Honestly, I just want all of the like important, uh, like female historical figures that I care about to just all be queer, please. They probably were. I hope so. So, yeah. Um, well, not all of them. I think Jane Austen was straight. Yeah. As as Unfortunate, but, you know. <laughs> it um, happens. Anyway. Yeah, there's got, you got to have one straight person in there, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. I don't, no, wait. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can just get rid of them. <laughs> Everyone be gay. All right. <laughs> We've gotten off the rails here. A little bit. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show when we don't have show notes. So there's a couple of implications about this that I did want to get into. Um, first of all, Sony has commented on it because um, Activision has contracts with Sony. Oh. And, and so it is important to understand. Um, this is speaking to the Wall Street Journal. So, uh, Sony has, uh, has had this to say about Microsoft's responsibility to, uh, to honor Activision's existing contracts. We expect... Microsoft will abide by the contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Um, yeah, that seems like what happened. If it's anything like what happened with the Bethesda acquisition, where Deathloop was had Sony owned the rights to that, um, where Microsoft let it be released under that, and like they honor existing contracts, but going forward after that. It's probably they're not going to have those contracts anymore. <laughs> yeah, I really think Microsoft wants more exclusive titles because they don't have a whole lot in the way of exclusive titles. The whole thing they're trying to do is, I I see like the ultimate vision is is the day when you log on to your PlayStation and see an Xbox Game Pass icon on your Sony because the system is just so so much like Netflix where just every it's on every platform. There's no reason it. for Microsoft not to do that, though. There's no reason for Sony not to put not to put its Game Pass and everything. So, There's no reason for everyone not to cooperate. What the fuck? Um, wait a minute. So I have a, they they just want to maintain that good relationship so that someday that might happen. I feel like I'm I'm wondering if I'm having a flashback to last night when Emily and I were talking about you know all the pro wrestling companies could just cooperate and give give fans dream matches and stop being dicks about things. They could. No. Fan service. Yes. <laughs> they wouldn't do I want. that. Well, you know, they should do it. You know, Epic and Steam should stop fighting. Yes, they should try to make money because, you know, having alternatives is good. And Sony and Microsoft should stop fighting and just realize most people are going to buy both if they can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I this sounds like a, this very much sounds like, you know, when you have two characters in a show, we were just talking about Tarander and Sylvanas, mm -hmm. and you're just like, <laughs> make out, make out. That's what this is. Like so when we're people gonna, we're gonna find out our I, Xboxes I, and Playstations and push yeah. them to kiss. Make kiss. out. Like when I talk about Buffy and I ask, Did you like Spike or Angel better? I say Faith. I say mm. no, Faith Lahane. Four by four. 
Mm-hmm. Five by five. Five by exactly. five. Exactly. Yeah, it's five by five. Uh, I'm ashamed of myself. No, don't worry about it. Uh, but like, you, also, you really just want Spike and Angel to make out. That's all you really want. Oh, well, see, a lot also, of people are like that, and I support those people. <laughs> I completely just go around that whole problem with the best solution that there ever could be. Faith. What's that? Faith Lehane and Buffy Summers. Okay. I am not. I was not a fan of her character, but that's oh. a subject for another show. Yeah, we can have a whole several conversation about that because I have thoughts with a capital T. When, whenever <laughs> we actually get the TV and movie podcast off the ground, we'll pull you in for the Buffy conversation. Can but I please be the there? Are so many people? There are so many people who want to be on that particular episode when we do it. It's going to be like eight people who want to be who want to be involved in this. <laughs> it's going to be like a month long series. I need to know these eight people. Well, you know, it's going to be basically all three hosts. Although I'm going to, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit that one out because someone's going to have to. Um, and I like Buffy and Angel. I just like I don't have the strongest of opinions about it. But again, we're getting off topic. Getting back to Microsoft <laughs> and and Blizzard. Yes. Um. So let's let's kind of get into this just a, a little bit more. Um. There are questions about the Steam Deck coming out and whether or not. You were already going to be able to put the Blizzard launcher and install Blizzard games on the Steam Deck because of how open it is. Mm. Um, and so there are questions about whether or not that will be affected. There are questions about whether or not this could lead to Blizzard games being streamable as opposed to having well, to be I think locally definitely. owned. Ah, uh, yes. I think definitely. A big thing they're doing is like stream at Game Pass games from... Any device from your phone, from your laptop, from your iPad. Like, I definitely see that happening. Yeah. And I think there's a whole lot of upside to this. It's just, I think that, I think that, that our community is really kind of memey and angry and hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But also I... they're up, they're up their own asses about like, their PC master race bullshit. Like, is that just still let, a thing? Let's, it's still a thing. Do you oh. remember Diablo Immortal being announced a couple years ago when, oh, it's going to be on mobile oh. and like the whole Blizzard fandom had a shit about it. I do remember that actually. Like, just let people have mobile games. Just You, you don't have what? to play them if you don't want to. Just Who cares? Just let people have fun. <laughs> How about that? Yep. So... Well, yeah. I think I think Scott Johnson encapsulated the problem with that. It wasn't that it was going to be on mobile. It's that people wanted to hear about Diablo 4, mm-hmm. and that's not what they got. And, well, sure. you know, I agree so. after seeing the Diablo 4 trailer the next year that mm-hmm. I want to hear about Diablo 4. But unless I can serve Lilith, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I see. See, there's zero percent chance I buy that I buy that game or play that game or care about that game if I cannot... Start and end that game serving Lilith. But see, that is like, you bring up a good point there, because I think that that is another point kind of on the side of why uh, Microsoft like could nurture Heroes of the Storm is because of like the following that each individual hero even has. Mm-hmm. And I just and- think people, you know, I mean... Like me and Soph with Taranda. I mean, me with Sylvanas. She, like, literally, she is the reason why I started playing Heroes of the Storm. Fair. And it's not a bad reason. So, and for, you know, someone like me, I play characters largely for, um, you know, 
coping with dysphoria. That's the, that's the whole reason why my WoW lineup is what it is, uh, even when it doesn't make sense. So I can understand there. There's there's Sylvanas um, in one of her better skins. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and I I can understand why people would see that, and I hope that they nurture the game, and I hope they they understand that Blizzard bailed on a game because they didn't have the resources to do all the things they wanted. This is I mean, my is take. that they actually? Yeah, I was going to say. This is my take. I suppose we'll never actually know. Um, because I imagine that people who were kind of involved in making that decision um, and all of the decisions following are probably like under NDAs, right? Mm -hmm. Like the wazoo. So we'll never know. And um, I suppose like it will always be up for speculation. I do kind of pull on the idea of the simplest answer is often the correct one. And I don't know. I just feel like they're just going where the money is. Yeah. And that's why I was saying they wanted to work on other things and they didn't have enough resources to work everything because there's still money to be made in Heroes of the Storm. There's still a player base that would like to spend money on this game. Mm, yeah, It's just you can't do everything that you want to do because there's only so many there's only so many office spaces that you have. There's only so many computers that you have. There's only so many people that you can hire and you have to allocate resources to where they go, which is why they're making decisions on the basis of money. And they looked at the possibility of Overwatch 2, they looked at the possibility of Diablo 4, and said, you know what, we can't do these two games and Heroes of the Storm, so Heroes of the Storm is out of here. Yeah, and I think um, somebody put it really well, and I can't remember who it was, and I think it was in a Twitch chat, Um, so apologies for not, um, you know, attributing this to you i please forgive me uh but it was um oh it was like blizzard are good at making money since activision took over but they're not good at making art because since activision took over the creativity side of things is just kind of mm, questionable the last new ip that came out was overwatch they haven't put out a new game in you know, I don't remember when Overwatch came out because I don't give a fuck about Overwatch. But 2016. You know, five years ago. They haven't put out a new game in five years. They're just maintaining their well, current games. I also have a real problem with the people who think Activision is the problem. And let's oh, not twist it's it. It's a for, problem, but not it's the a problem. problem. Yeah. But <laughs> Blizzard has been part of Activision during some of its most creative periods. So saying that Activision is is killing the creativity of Blizzard. I'm sorry, but creativity makes cash. So I don't buy that argument, and I think that people who make that argument want to believe Blizzard is good, everything else is bad, and why can't I have BlizzCon anymore? Because I like the party where I see my friends. I don't think there'll ever be a BlizzCon ever again. Good. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, I know what you mean. I think that is pretty black and white, and I think that I fall on the side of, like, not supporting the whole black and white kind of narrative there with the um it's activision is the problem uh i think that that is a bit too kind of simple um the problem is corporations destroy them all well i even even i feel like it kind of goes a bit deeper and and more tinfoil the problem the problem is humans the problem is the system that we've created in which corporations can get as large and have as much influence as they do have like it's not you know any one kind of corporation um but 
I I just find it interesting that um yeah I mean I guess yeah they didn't haven't released a new game uh since then so I do I, I do think they are good at making money period mm-hmm. and to be fair that's what corporations are supposed to do in late stage neoliberal capitalism so, yes yeah, so world like, we live in <laughs> yep which is why you know anarchy uh, <laughs> not well, even not even gonna hide it a little bit and not even joking just get rid of it all before we come out with our anarchist manifesto should we wrap up the the blizzard discussion sure let's just go around and get final thoughts um on on the whole thing just really quickly do you think it'll be approved when will heroes survive uh psycho I mean, I feel like it's too big to stop, so I think it will be approved. I, for the sake of my emotional well-being, I will not get my hopes up. Um, I'm sticking by the whole, hey, Microsoft, if you could just keep the lights on at the very least, I will give you a hug. All right, Steph? Yeah, I feel about the same way. I'm pretty sure the deal's going to go through. Um, I My heart has been broken too much for me to really hope for anything more than keep the lights on for our beloved Hero Storm. I think the deal's going to go through. I think it's going to take longer than people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, think the, I, think the, I think the government is going to drag this out. I think that they're going to make Microsoft pay some pretty hefty prices. Because they want to send the message that they're being tough on big tech. And again, this is one of those rare places where both sides of the aisle are agreeing on this. And there's going to be some pushback because there are people who are going to be like, hey, my poll numbers show if I if I like video games and don't like Microsoft, it will actually lead to me getting more votes. I do think some of that's going to come in. I do think there's going to be some pressure put on by certain members of Congress and possibly members of the Senate who are looking to score some quick political points and possibly energize parts of their base. Um, I don't think Heroes of the Storm gets shut down immediately, but I also don't have any hope for Microsoft to really understand what could be, what all of us have known could always have been. And again, we've detailed this multiple times on the podcast. We had Royal Light do the entire history of how Heroes of the Storm came about and why it was so delayed because Blizzard so badly wanted to get the Dota name back from Valve, which they lost. Mm. Um, We've been through all that. We're not going through it again. You can go back and listen to the past episodes to hear it. I have real fears and concerns that in 2023, we're going to have to change this podcast to not be Heroes of the Storm anymore. And that yeah. upsets me. Because, you know, this is the game that I want to do a show about. This is the game, this is the reason why I started doing podcasts other than just guest appearing on other people's shows. Um, because I wanted to talk about this game because I didn't think it was being covered particularly great from, you know, lower leagues perspectives. And I think that this is a good game and worth keeping around and i think anyone who looks at this game and you know okay it still baffles me they didn't put the um 
the boost on sale. It still baffles me. They didn't put it on sale for 60 bucks like they've done every single year since they've had boosts in this game. I don't understand why they didn't do that because no one can spend 90 bucks in that. Mm. I say that and someone probably is. There's probably some whale out there who's going to do it. Um, but I was willing to throw 60 bucks a year on, at this game, which is the price of a brand new game. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I just to give me like ter- literally Tyrandons of Honor skins, and I would just, I will buy them. Like that's yeah. kind of how this rolls for me. But I will be. Uh, I think that if Heroes of the Storm doesn't continue to like stick around at the very least, I do see that that will be such like a, a grieving process that like I'll have to go through, and I know you know, on some level I'm like judging myself because I'm like, oh, it's just a video game. Um it's, but, it's not it's the community around the game that Yeah, it's everything, honestly. It's literally yeah, if everything. It, if it was just a video game, we would have ended this podcast in July. Yeah, I think that's more indicative of me and, you know, by like yeah. self judgment. And uh I can, you know, my, my therapist loves me. It's great. Um, but like <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, everything about this game. I mean, this is literally the game that the majority of my friends uh in the UK, um, this is what we actually connect through, is this like is this game. So for it to go away, uh oh, yeah, I don't want it to go away either. Um, I just I have fears because I I think that a corporation looks at this. Um, and I, I think there's a possibility this deal's been in the works for a while. It might be why they slimmed down. It might be why they've cut so many staff. Hmm. It's why they had so many layoffs is because they're looking to make themselves attractive to a buyer. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, did they? Yeah, I, I don't think that that's why. No, that's a that's a very but, typical well, typical tactic for selling. I think that Phil Spencer saw Bobby Kotick going down the toilet and said, "Hey, I could get this for cheap." Uh, he didn't get it for cheap <laughs> though. This company for cheap. That, he, I've he heard rumors. I mean, you know, I could get it for I could get it at all, basically. I really think that a deal like this had to be in the works for at least a year. I I, I, I would tend I, I would tend to agree. Um, just because when you get so big, everything moves slower. Unless you personally tanked the stock price in the last six months by like 40%. (laughs) And you're, you're looking to not get fired by your board. Yeah. And by the way, we haven't said enough in, we haven't said enough in this episode. Please fire Bobby, Bobby Kodak. Yeah, and it seems likely that he will stay on until the and if the deal is finalized. Yeah, and, and, then, and then he'll be out the door. Yeah, that's what I've heard from uh, some folks who do follow the uh, you know development studios more closely. Is just uh, after the acquisition has kind of happened, he will either step down, uh, but probably take his golden know, parachute to the next company he's going to ruin. He will actually probably be fired, but you know. That it will be like one of those forced things where he'll, he, he he'll make money either way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, he's already made too much money as it is. Uh, and yeah. please remember, everyone, it's a character flaw to be a billionaire. <laughs> it yeah, is. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. If you have that much money and you're not giving it away constantly, then you're just not living right. And as an example, I offer up Dolly Parton. Mm. 
And on that note. (laughs) We'll talk about that another time at another show. So let's go ahead and bring this to an end. It's not a typical episode, but we will go ahead and do what we normally do with the guests, which is to give our lovely guest psychopaths who decided to join us on a moment's notice. Uh, The best kind. Thank you so much. We are still going to have you back on to do a second Toronto episode. I got to double check and make sure we did the first one because it might be the first Toronto episode. Yeah, we did. I did one. I was positive that we had, but again, you know, on so many shows, I get confused. Uh, Psycho, would you like to talk about where the listeners can find you and why everyone should be listening and listening to and watching your stream? Oh gosh, uh, I am on Twitter occasionally. Um, that is Psychopants TV, um, and on Twitch, I think it's just Psychopants. So like S Y C O, and then Pants is in in England the things that we call trousers, but you weirdos in North America call pants. Hmm. I thought pants um, meant underwear in, in Britain. Uh, yeah, we call, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's a whole separate <laughs> podcast. Let's go. Okay. Um, um, yeah. And uh, why you should be watching me. I, I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm and I will forever. Um, and yeah, I guess, I, I swear a lot in an in a English accent. That's that's enough, right? Which, which is awesome. Yeah, Sophie's right is hot. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna not gonna lie. Um, so uh, we'll go ahead and do our usual outro. You can find the show on Twitter at Q for Fun. You can find all the show hosts on their individual Twitters. You can find Royalite at Royalite. She stepped away from Heroes of the Storm and stepped away from Twitter mostly because work is just taking up so much of her time. Not to mention there are literally so many paladins to eat um wicked kitten uh is, is to be found at wicked kitten 13 on both twitter and twitch and she just released episode eight of the gore podcast which everyone should be listening to uh whether you like horror films and you want to hear people talk about horror films or whether you're like me and you don't want to watch horror films but you think the concept of horror is fascinating because you read too much julia Kristeva over the course of your life and you want to talk more about things that are uncanny, uh, you should be listening to the Gore Podcast. So you can be found at Lisa3325. What are you up to these days? Oh, we lost you. You still there? Um, same, same, old, same old shit. <laughs> Breaking sorry. peripherals recently? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I said you can be found at your Twitter handle, Lisa3325. What are you up to these days? Yeah. Basically the same stuff. Um, Seven Korean boyfriends in Toronto? Seven Korean boyfriends and Toronto, which, you know, takes up a lot of time, so. I know. And I'm going to ask again, have the seven Korean boyfriends found out about you yet, or do they still not know that they're dating you? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I've got one lead close okay you can find me at ann underscore elise that's ann with an e uh last night we recorded episode 17 of ann and emily wrestle a podcast which is our pro wrestling podcast where emily booked uh a forbidden door feud between uh thunder rosa and and sasha banks it's pretty good i'll have that episode out tomorrow it didn't come out today because i'm now working all day saturdays so i'll be editing podcasts on sunday before working on Sundays, too. Boo. That's right. Vacation's <laughs> over. Bitch is back at jobs. Um, 
you can email the show at qforfun at gmail.com. We've still only ever gotten the one email, although I really haven't checked it this week because it's been busy. And that's basically going to do it. We have more stuff coming. Uh, new episodes, again, of this show will continue. New episodes of Anna and Emily Russell podcast. And new episodes of Anime Sweater will eventually happen. Um, but there is a lot going on, and we've got more to do. And as you heard us talk about a little bit, we are still planning on doing a TV and film podcast. We're taking suggestions for names for that show because apparently I can't get my co-host to sit down and talk about it. Do we need a name? We need a name. We need we need to put it on something <laughs> to be able to list it on 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 a on a on a hosting site. We actually do need a name. We can't. It, I'm not going to say what I, what just came to my head because we might end up going with it, and I don't want someone <laughs> else to steal it because that's a concern that you have. When you do this stuff, and uh, we have a good time doing it, that's the whole purpose of this. You can find us most Saturday nights doing murder therapy. Sometimes all four of us, which means we've only got one open slot. Sometimes only two of us, which means there are three open slots. Come and kill other people with us. In three a video open game. slots. The name of my sex tape. Oh only three. <laughs> all right, uh, Wicked's not here, so she doesn't have anything to add. Uh, Soph. Uh, anything to say? Good luck, have fun, and smash the patriarchy. Excellent. Psychopants, anything that you'd like to add? I can't follow that. Yes, you can. That's No, that's to sma- smash in the patriarchy. Uh, 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 yes. Well, you could say smash the patriarchy and then drill it with a jackhammer. Ooh, I was just going to say smash the patriarchy plus one. Yeah, either works. There's no lack of violence in, in between the three of us. <laughs> Royal, it's not here, so I'll say it for her. May the core fall in your favor. <laughs>